to Minority Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues, only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner, what do we have cooking on episode 147? I am going to be talking about the Gullah Geechee people of the southeast coast. Is that like Gullah Gullah's Island? Kind of, but not really. Oh, okay. Well, well, I am going to be piggybacking off of our conversation from last week's Quizlet is I'm going to be talking about voter fraud conspiracy. Ooh. Ooh. And it's not the conspiracy that you think it is happening and how conspiracies in this nation historically affect black people. Oh, man. Uplifting. Uh, (laughs) Uplifting. But before that, Aneke, I want to talk to you about Halloween costumes. And I've got some Marvel news for you. Ooh. Our, our favorite, one of our favorite uh, actresses in the world. I'll, okay, I'll say. I wonder who that is. Who could it be? And yeah. also, I went to my first bar mitzvah, and I have oh, interesting. so many I'm... to tell you. Cool. Well, let's <laughs> get into it. Yes. Ooh, Aneke. Yeah. Trick or treat. You got your costume ready? No. Okay, well, I have some, I have some ideas for you. I was on the internet, and you know oh. how the internet is full of good ideas. Um, question uh, gray. All area. good ideas. Like if it's on the internet for one, if there's anything that I've learned on my years of being on the internet and through okay. it as an internet yes. browser, everything uh-huh. on there is true and everything on there is good. So I can't do this because <laughs> I can't even go along with that because my cred is going to go down the toilet. If okay. I- you don't have to co-sign on this. It's okay. We can agree okay, to okay. disagree. There we go. There uh, we go. We'll agree. We're starting at not even a minute in and agreeing to disagree already. And, well, I uh, mean, you better agree with me. This better be you being. Anaka, I'm allowed to have my own opinions. I can you be a free-thinking sarcastic. American. And you're too much I of have... an actor right now because you're convincing me. <laughs> I have the perfect Halloween costume for you. So what everything needs to be sexy. If you're a lady, it needs to be sexy. I don't care what it is. A watermelon, sexy. A high heel, sexy. And they well, have I mean, the handmaiden, sexy. But no, like I mean, like you are a high heel, you know? Yeah, I think. And it's like, like oh, she's yeah, a heel, like a donut, a sexy but she's donut. a sexy heel. She's a sexy donut. Um, yeah, so uh, they have the handmaiden's tail, but sexy. Which is, you know are, what? <laughs> yes. I'm not as mad as some people are about this. I Go know. on. Controversial. Go on. Controversial. I think I, I think I know where you're going, but I'm going to let you take the reins. Go for it. I am more mad at sexy the... racist costumes. Thank you. I know. Yeah. Like the. <laughs> yes. Continue. Yeah, like, like I'm a sexy native. Not like, even I'm a sexy, native American. Or, I'm a sexy, sexy Indian. Or a sexy like, voodoo priestess. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm a sexy blackface. Like I'm not into that. Not into like, that. It, and so there is, yeah, I think it's called Yandy. So Yandy is mm-hmm. one of the Yandy's biggest. Perpe- known. It's, it's one of the biggest perpetrators of offensive Halloween costumes, and they mm-hmm. came out with like the sexy handmaiden costume, which like is ridiculous because it defeats it's ridiculous. the. It's like defeats the purpose of like that show and the costume. Like it what? completely does, but at least it's a fictional character. Like so True. many ladies are True. getting upset about this, while there is still a sexy headdress costume on the web 
website like yeah why aren't you mad about this other thing of actual people like oh agreed don't exist in the they world. don't but you know what it is you know what yeah. it is because mm-hmm. it, when it affects what because handmaid's tale i'm gonna just say it's mostly it's a lot about white ladies and how yeah. things are affecting white women and so it's right. a thing that vastly affects white women and so that's when everyone you know goes to the front lines and takes charge and does stuff. And they got the, so the, they, everyone's anger. uh, Well, (laughs) good job. Good job, everybody. Because Yanni took down the costumes, but guess what? Guess what's still up? The sexy Pocahontas Native American costume, the sexy voodoo one, and no one's saying nothing. And so that, that's, that's annoying. That's annoying. annoying. You sat there for years as those offensive costumes sat there and you were like, well, that's terrible. Probably wore it. (laughs) And then when a fictional character. (laughs) That like affects, because it's too close to home for you. Like this could happen to me. I could yeah, have to. Like, they'd have to make on. me have babies. Like, like yeah. I don't even care about a sexy handmaiden costume. Honestly, like, ooh, it's bad taste. But it's not bad taste in the form of I'm gonna take your culture and make it yes. sexy. And you know, all like the that. snaps to we might maybe we'll link this in the show notes. But all the snaps to like, and you, you, I didn't believe you when you gave them snaps earlier. I was like, okay, Nikki, all right, oh, you give your snaps. snaps to to Teen Vogue. They did a video See? called Michael. I know. I should believe you you know what you're talking yes, about you've got women, your fingers <laughs> <laughs> you right you right i know you know what i'm one of those men it just took me a few times to really learn and hear you what it's to, to say it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but they did a video called my culture is not a costume yes and um yeah like whoever's running teen vogue like this is um and this is like but this is a new thing because i feel like teen vogue when i was a teen was not doing this well yeah because teen vogue was taken over um recently I forget, but at one point, this woman, Elaine Wentworth, I think her name is, she was the editor-in-chief, and she made it hella hip. She was a black woman, awesome, Oh, well, there you go. See, look what happens when you get some diversity on there. Believe it or not. She left, though, but they're still doing amazing things. Because she set the rails. She set the rails. She's like, this is what we do now. And Mm -hmm. I bet you her being there, I don't know the numbers, but I'm just going to assume that she was bringing in diverse groups of people, which means that diverse people on there want to have diverse conversations that are affected them and you have mm-hmm. more of a roundtable discussion and so, so those people are already there so that's what happens yes. when you start making those moves that it's beautiful that she can leave and it didn't fall apart exactly i i'm very impressed with team vogue they're doing yeah. some really cutting edge reporting because they did the interview <laughs> they with they are. are they they got a, the interview with joe biden did an interview with them that's the one that yes. you first gave the snaps to because he and he was talking about like i think like uh women's sexual assault yeah and, and talk, anita hill and, and anita hill teen vogue got the scoop that's Better where he vogue? apologized he apologized vogue on teen vogue i don't know uh fashionista spread i know <laughs> How to get some, uh, how, if you're hot or not, 10 tips for hot nail polishes. I think that's cosmopolitan. At least oh, okay. with Vogue, I will give them, I won't side eye them that harshly. They okay. got Beyonce on there and they let Beyonce take control of the September issue cover. Oh. And they had their first African-American photographer. He's 23. Wow, yes. Which is sad for 2018, but I mean... 
Yeah, at you're least, like, mm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> know. Look how many firsts that we are living through in our lifetime. Hopefully, right? you know, I hope that you and I are the end of the era of firsts. Like, that's, Can we we'll be, be done with the we're first? We're the generation, we're the last, we're the generation of the last first. That's what we are. I like that. Fuck you know? it. What the hell? Jesus. Man. Uh, spe- oh, and there is a hashtag cancel Yandy that's running around because okay, Yandy is the, is the biggest perpetrator of... Um, the cultural appropriation bullshits. Yeah, you make your own costumes. Let's bring Get back some creative. craft movements. I don't want to see guys. no sexy mammy costume this year. Yuck. I want to see no oh, sexy God. Aunt Jemima this year. <laughs> you know who you are. And what's terrible is that uh, there are people out there who are buying these costumes because that's they yes. keep making them. I You've... mean, so many people fucking are like, I'm a sexy geisha. Like, no, stop yeah. it. Ooh, stop yeah. Stop it. Mm-mm. Like, I don't think so. I'm, stop your Stop your stuff right now. Just stop it. Um, uh, about other black women, isn't there some Avengers news, some Marvel news going on? I got a scoop. Scoop, scoop, okay, give me the scoop, scoop for you. Scoop a doop, scoop, scoop, scoop. Look, a mid-segment song just for you. Thank you. Mm. Um, I was perusing the interwebs from some very factual news sources, and guess who was spotted? Well, there she was already rumored to have been spotted mm-hmm. on this like a uh, shooting for Avengers uh, back in 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, the reshoots are happening right now in Atlanta, and she was traveling uh, with Chris Hemsworth. I'm talking yep. about Tessa Thompson. Yes, she was trying. All to, signs tra- point back to Tessa Thompson. All signs, like when in doubt, just she's like get the North yourself Star. to a Tessa Thompson. Yeah, when when in doubt, get yourself to the nearest Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson. reference movie, TV yes. show, article, Twitter, whatever, because she's okay, everywhere. So, so you know the the subtext of this story that I'm really excited about mm. is that I had no idea that her and Chris Hemsworth are um filming men in black a reboot right yes yeah how so cool there's, is that there's so many amazing things that are happening this little story is just so it's like a what's not a pandora's box what's the thing where you keep opening it up and there's more gifts like those little russian dolls yeah russian nesting doll this is a russian nesting doll of a story Yes, because one, we're getting some Valkyrie and some Avengers. Two, we're getting the team up of Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson again. Which I also love that, like, you know, so often you get, like, these dudes who keep being paired up for movies. Or if it was a a, a woman and a guy, it's often, Mm -hmm. like, a romantic comedy, like, duo. They're, like, two action stars being paired up again because they have amazing chemistry, you know? I love um, a duo, a female-male action comedy duo like that we don't get that we don't and here they are breaking like the different genres doing something different mm-hmm. so she was she, uh, they had uh, a picture of them leaving from London I feel like Wendy Williams because we're given like the scoop the play by play scoop <laughs> so what happened was uh, they was in the plane and in London and then they landed in Atlanta and uh, you know what shoots in Atlanta Avengers. Avengers. So rest assured, my little chickadees, Valkyrie is alive and kicking, and we can see her in Avengers 4. Well, reshoots. Reshoots always okay, happen. Because then they look God. at the movie and they're like, oh God, this scene is terrible, yeah, or this like, doesn't make sense. Broke down. That wig was Get broke down. <laughs> oh, great. The coffee boy is running around in the background. Damn it. Damn it. Joseph. Yeah, so they have to oh reshoot because Joseph fucked it up. But um, also, the fan outrage was insane. So I'm sure they were like, okay. If, whether it was planned or not, they're like, we got to put more Valkyrie in it. So, uh, I mean, come on. How can you go wrong with Tessa Thompson? She blew up. She, yeah. Yeah. 
Her, and it's like literally, it's like either they get her or uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz just signed on to do um, a TV show. I forget which she one. did. I saw that too. Uh, High Fidelity. High yes, Fidelity. the TV show, which was all right. And as it, it's going to be on an interesting network. It's like on. It's not like on. It's on a weird thing. Yeah, there's like so many weird net. There's like. <laughs> There is, there's like Facebook TV now. Yes, like Elizabeth Olsen just released a movie on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, like what is happening? Why do I get a, I, I get a chuckle of that because like Facebook is what I used to use to stock my, my crushes yeah, in college. Yeah, now you're going to be like, let me watch this high prestige movie on here. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, I like, I can't wait till we're going to look back 30 years from now and just see, because like I feel like TV is, it's it's mutating. Oh yeah, and, like, it's totally changing. Everyone's trying to get a little bit of something. Like I, yeah. like, and it's YouTube. just interesting. YouTube's getting their thing. Like there's just so many different Mm-hmm. Like platforms, so we don't know what it's all. And the, oh, and then there's like giant mergers that are happening. I think what I is know. it? Comcast just bought Sky One, which is like the British, like one of their huge the networks over there. Oh and so, like a, a lot of so now you're getting like a global thing where all these global these networks are trying to globally join forces because they're trying to compete with Netflix. Because Netflix is a global yeah, it's a force. It's a global force. So. So crazy. Well, we'll just have to watch and keep an eye out. And hopefully, you know, everything stays relatively low in cost for those of us out here. Yeah. Because, like, or, be you know, I think all the goddamn subscriptions. What's shit. Gonna, it's like magazine subscriptions. You know what they're going to start having to do? They'll, they'll, they'll bundle it. So then you're going yeah, go to go back to just. They'll start bundling. Like, you'll get your Netflix and your Hulu and your. You yeah. Know, because bu- I want to watch the new fucking Star, um, Trek? Star Trek, but it's uh, on CBS, CBS Access. Access. I'm like, Fuck you, oh, CBS Access. You are not tra- tricking me. CBS uh. access. I turned my nose up to CBS, but you know what? Know, Let's talk about cool CBS stuff. first. I know they're getting the cool stuff. I wonder about this. There's two points that I want to make about CBS. First, I have two points about CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, first is about CBS access because Mark Cherry, he has a new show oh. that's coming out on CBS access, and he Who's did. Mark Cherry, you know Mark Cherry. He did Desperate no, Housewives. He's the creator of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> oh, okay, and the creator of <laughs> Devious Maids. Well, before we were getting this, Nick is like, I don't know, no Mark Cherry. Why are we talking about? He was in the show notes or uh, outline. I was like, girl, you'll know him. Okay. <laughs> so he has a new show, and at first I was my interest peaked because I I I was I was I was peaked because I did yeah. enjoy Desperate Housewives. Two woods are great. Um, I mean, I I liked it. But Let's then the, be honest. he allegedly was abusive to like Nicole Sheridan. Oh yuck! I don't like that. And so and that's why she like got killed off at the last minute. Uh, oh he has a new show called Why Women Kill. And at first I'm like, ooh, oh. is this going to be an interesting like look at to like because women don't really commit a lot of murders, and we get to really yeah. examine why women are killing. And so mm-hmm. here's the description. So it it spans three different decades: a housewife okay. in the '60s, a socialite in the '80s, and a lawyer in 2018 each dealing with infidelity in their own marriages and then it goes on how the roles of women have the show tracks how the roles of women have changed but how their reactions to betrayal has not. Yeah, like, oh, I don't God. like this. This is bullshit. And I wanted to bring this up because it, I, it's, it made me so mad because Mark Cherry is one of those old, he's white gay man. Uh-huh. And it's sort of that idea, I feel like he just has this like, fan, he has, a lot of his shows have these women and it's sort of like, like, you know, when, like who created uh, Sex and the City? Darren Star. Yeah, Darren Star. And like, same thing with the Golden Girls where you had like these sort of coded 
like you'd have these gay writers who they couldn't yeah. just write their like gay characters. They wrote women um, oh. essentially as their gay friends. So that's why like gay men love these shows because these are women who essentially just talk like gay men. Then I, why don't we, I mean, we're at a point now where we can have shows about gay men. We don't yeah, have to code anything anymore. Why gay men kill? Just do that or something. Yeah. Like, and it's sort of like this, and then it makes me mad because it's like dress up and it's this fantasy, especially like this one really irks me because one thing doing housewives, right? But yeah. this one really irks me because it's this fantasy about like, ooh, women who are trying to get like back at their lovers. And it makes me so mad because that's not why women kill. And you have a show right. called why women kill statistically women they're not you know homicidal maniacs it's just statistically it's not there and Mm -hmm. what i learned when i took angela davis's class i was looking for an article and some numbers to to fully back this up but i remember learning this in college that statistically when women kill it's they tend it tends to be their abuser Mm. so uh, abuser from childhood abuser Mm -hmm. from uh their marriage that they kill their husband it doesn't tend to be like uh ooh, i'm gonna get you it does happen but that's not yeah to put a whole entire show about it it just made me mad i don't like the tagline that's what really irks me is kind of pigeonholing women where it's like ooh, you can even be um, a high-powered lawyer, but you're just as base as the housewife. <laughs> you know, when it's like, come on, all jobs that women have are respectable if you're a housewife to a lawyer. Yeah. Like, it's pulpy. I like a pulp, but yeah, I don't like I love it a based in a gender stereotype like that. Like, we could get beyond that now. And I was reading this article, at least in Australia, men typically kill for jealous reasons more than women. So, Oh, interesting. So it should have been why men kill. <laughs> yeah well that and but that's a show i that's don't want to see because it's yeah isn't that, that scary right is we that don't. like american horror story <laughs> yeah, jesus don't, don't need to see thank that you uh, we're okay um oh man oh um i will have you know aneke i know you were wondering yeah, what was um, i wondering my new jeans that i bought that you saw on instagram okay the uh, top the- of your jeans <laughs> like the very smidgen ve- crispy little top of your jeans what, what are you talking about of i your full torso picture that you put out your thirst trap honey i trap, do not like the accusations the that are being thrown at me <laughs> on air as we are linda tripping the record Those button's already literally hit your hashtags that you put in <laughs> I took a harmless photo. So everybody, I bought new jeans because I am a dance motivator at uh, bar wow. mitzvahs. I, what does that consist of? You just get the, you get everybody on the dance floor. You motivate them to dance. Oh, okay. Uh, Tiffany Hadass apparently had the same job too. Uh, and okay. she loved it. And look at her now. Uh, but you she's know? backing it too much into the teens. So you got to watch out for that. <laughs> Um, but I had to buy new, I had to get all new black, you know, clothing. So I went to, you know, H&M and I bought some new jeans and mm-hmm. I took a, the lighting looked really good in the dressing room and I took a uh-huh. harmless photo of me wearing the Looking jeans shocked. and I put it Looking in, in <laughs> put it on Instagram and, uh, Truth be told, you can't really see any of the jeans. You just can't me see shirtless. shit. You, all you see is torso. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, everybody, look, I bought new jeans and they look cute. <laughs> You used to be an old man about Instagram, and now... My favorite was just the responses of people being like, um, I can't really see the jeans. Those people, I don't know. <laughs> I'm then- going to side-eye those people right now, because it's like, do you not know a joke? That <laughs> then- is like the biggest... But- then someone then go back and respond and be like, oh, then I read, one guy was like, then I read your hashtag tags and was like, oh, you were just trying to look like a snack for everybody. No shit. You have like very like obvious friends. <laughs> 
Ah, 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 I'm such a bitch. No, oh, no, you call it. And that guy knows a thirst trap when she sees one. I, I can, I can sniff out a thirst trap. I mean, it's not very hard to sniff out a thirst trap. That's true. It's like, ooh, this looks thirsty. I'm trapped. I'm oh, trapped. One of my favorite uh, comments was, "What branded jeans are those? Thirsty, <laughs> <laughs> thirsty, thirsty jeans." Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, good but one. I had my first bar mitzvah. I, I, you never forget your first bar mitzvah. Uh, the New York bar mitzvahs I are mean, crazy. I thought they would have been like, "It's, it's, it's crazy." That, oh, it's crazy. That's all I can say. I mean, and it's when you become an adult. A man or a woman, depending. I'm like, he's still a kid, but okay. All yeah, right. 13, like but you know, 13, it's like a kid's mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And they're just like all like children. They're just kids and they have all their phones and they're, it's just James, so James, it's a kid's party. I know, You're but not like, supposed to have fun. Can you imagine if you were like, this was the best time of my life? I would be like, what's wrong with you? You're in your 30s. Oh God. <laughs> I do better with the adults trying to get them to dance than I yes, do with like the teens. Because um, you're an adult. Oh, that makes sense. That makes it sense. Would be I hope- so creepy if you're like, I had the best time. I made <sighs> friends with little Bobby. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what's numbers? your Instagram? <laughs> and then I thought about my la- latest photo. It's like, mm, sorry, little Bobby. You are I not know. getting my Instagram. Exactly. Not doing it. Apparently you're having somebody- the right instinct, James. You were there to do <sighs> a job and you did your job. Yeah, and I, I got my, I got paid, so and yes. I got to dance. But that last half hour, you're just like, oh my god, can you, Were you stop? just like tired dancing in a corner? <laughs> yeah, and they had to like take away the basketball hoops again and again because you know, thirteen year old oh. boys, they're like, we they kept losing their basketball privileges. Oh my god, they were and it was nuts, and they all have phones, and like then sometimes I just try to I would like because you have to spend the first half hour doing social hour and just try to like. You know, talk to them, be like, "Hey, guys!" I thought oh I was gonna God. show up because yeah. like you don't start dancing until like an hour in, but you have to like talk to them and get them this to like. This job know. sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> I thought they were gonna see me, a young hip guy, and be like, mm-hmm. "We want to talk to him," and like they oh, did man. not. There's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I hate weird. To break it to They're like, you. "Why is this guy here?" So then you just gotta like gaslight him and be like, "Who's got the coolest, latest phone?" And then no! you're in. <laughs> Then See, you're in. I mean, that's the problem. That's one of the things that I've noticed that once you tr- you're in your 30s, you stop your veneer of cool starts wearing <laughs> off of certain <laughs> age groups. Like you're probably still cool to like a 19 year old. Yeah, like you maybe. can still get by with that. But yeah, I would say 15 down, you're an old man. <laughs> nope. Damn, they just see me as like 80 years old. It's weird. Oh, gosh. It's all weird. But then in reverse, 50 and up, you might as well be in diapers. Yeah. They're like, oh, so when are you dying? Have you picked out your coffin yet, Grandpa? Oof, yeah. So more to come as I do these parties, more developments in that. So stay tuned. I will be. I mean, it sounds fucking fascinating. Well, uh, shall we get to the main event of the evening, my lady? Let's go to my corner where we're going to be talking about the Gullah Geechee people. I'm into it. Hey, you with the headphones. Just between you and me, the MaxFun store just got some of that sweet, sweet new merch in stock. You know, that merch from your favorite MaxFun shows? Could be posters, tote bags, shirts, stickers, patches, aprons. We got it all. Well, we got a lot. Point is, there's some new stuff. Go to MaxFunStore.com.
A neck gay's corner. A yeah. neck gay's corner. My corner. A neck gay queen of my life. Wow, that's a big. I, I know. I you, you know sure? I couldn't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I stopped in the middle of the song. I didn't notice. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like I just proposed to you. That's a like, big... Maybe I should go to my mom. I don't know. <laughs> uh, how about Aneke's Corner? Yeah. Aneke's Corner. Uh-huh. One of the queens of my life. She's the queen of my life. A Democratic queen. response. <laughs> there good. are several like queens. That. You're yes. a queen. She's the queen. We're all queens. That's but Aneke perfect. is also one. I like that. Thank and you. And it's her corner. Oh, it's still going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now it's done. Okay. So, with, after that lovely, lovely <laughs> intro, uh, this I want to talk about this because we just, um, the East Coast has just been beaten up by all these hurricanes and tropical depressions and tropical storms and all of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, people that you... Um, cultures and people and um, neighborhoods get destroyed that you wouldn't even know about. Like normally people pay attention to the big cities when there's floods and shit happening, but the Mm -hmm. smaller kind of communities, not necessarily. So I um, was reading colorlines.com as I do. And they were talking about how this one community in um, on the Southeast could be hit hard after the tropical depression of Florence. I think mm. it was Hurricane Florence, but then it got um, demoted down to tropical depression. But still, there's a lot of flooding and all of that. Um, so both Mother Jones and Color Lines, are, they talk about how black homeowners um, could, in this region, basically Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, could be hit hard probably recovering from a lot of flooding damage from the storms but i've the thing that's fascinating to me is it's actually like it isn't just like a collective of people living in an area it's like a culture really yeah jackson to jackson yes and um they're called the gullah geechee nation um what wow yeah i've never heard of them exactly in our own backyard yes and i really wanted to look into it because it's really cool because it did sound a little familiar to me and i'm sure this is familiar to you do you remember ever hearing about a tv show called gullah 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 island yes and in fact when you every time you've mentioned it that's what i thought you were going to just talk about the history of gullah gullah's island which i was here for um which is is this where this comes from from that yeah with Binga Binga. I hated Binga Binga. With, was that the uh, giant passion. yellow puppet frog? Oh, he was always annoying. He was okay, just messing so things see, up. There's no giant yellow puppet frogs hopping good. around over there. Well, so they good, kind of, you know. Because if there was, I cancel my vacation because I'm not going. Exactly. But since he's not there, then I'll go. Okay, so. Oh, wait, yeah. sidebar. Uh-huh. The dad in that show, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is the same dad that's in That So Raven. So oh, I was excited to see him get work. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad yeah. you know, actors getting jobs. I love that. I could be wrong, but that's how I remember him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I decided to look up the Gullah, Gullah, the Gullah Geechee Nation and to see what mm-hmm. they were about because it's fascinating to me. And also, I don't think the show Gullah Gullah Island really, I didn't really watch it. I kind of was too old for it. So I, don't I know. wasn't. Okay. 1994 to 1998, but I only did like ni- 1996. You're holding on to I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> I did two years at Galaga's Island. There was something okay. else on Nick Jr. The kids were annoying as fuck I'm on that show. I'm reading up on it right now. 
feel like four you have seasons. random ass facts about Gullah Gullah <laughs> Island right now. <laughs> they asked for it. They want this. Okay, oh, it wasn't the same the dad. People. Okay, sorry, we but it's not are... the same dad. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Just another black guy. So. Yeah. Okay, so basically to give just, I wanted to inform you guys about the Gullah Gullah, the Gullah Geechee Nation. I can't say Gullah Gullah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting it God wrong. damn it. Okay, so I got this information from GullahGeecheeNation.com. Um, the Gullah Geechee Nation exists from um, Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. As you said, Jackson to Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> It encompasses all the sea islands and 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's mm. River. So it is islands. It's like island people. So wow. on these islands, people from numerous African ethnic groups linked with indigenous Americans and created the unique Gullah language and tradition from which later came Geechee. So the Gullah Geechee people have been considered a nation within a nation from the time of chattel enslavement to the United States. Um, in the United States until they officially became an internationally recognized nation on July 2nd, 2000. What? And wait, wait, so how far off the coast are they? Jack, Jack to Jack. Oh, wait, they're on the land. Okay. I'm so yes. confused. So they're in the U.S. I'm sorry. I'm yes. having a really... No, this is good. So they're Let's not break it on down. Because oh, I'm sorry, I'm like, I want to ask questions. There's no such thing. Teacher, teacher. Ask so the questions. They're not. They're on the physical land of the United States of America. Yes, but I mean, From islands Jackson are, to Jackson. are a part of American coastal line. Oh, so, but it is an island. The, so there's various islands. So, okay, what it is is, so from, so think of a map and you locate yes. where Jacksonville, North Carolina is, which is on the coast, to Jacksonville, Florida, which is also on the coast. And it, yes. and it encompasses all the little islands that are oh, in that region. Uh, okay, okay. And also 35 miles inland. Okay. But the right. islands are, that's America. Okay, so like, it's still part know, of the U.S. Yeah, like yeah. You, you're okay. currently on an island that's the United States. I am, yeah. So it's not exotic. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, okay. That I just, you know what? I guess I, yeah, I guess I didn't think that there were islands, but like, mm-hmm. at, like you're, you're, well, you grew up on an island too that was yeah, in the Alameda. U.S. called mm-hmm. Alameda. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I'm got it. Okay, I got cool. It. So it's like little American islands, which kind of makes it sound <laughs> not as exotic, but you get what. Little American Island. I just feel like if I were to go pack my bags and vacation there, I would be disappointed. Like, no, or maybe I won't. I think it probably okay. is nice. A lot of the islands off of America are pretty tropical, like Key West. Okay, and all yes, the little right. keys are really nice. I love uh, Tybee Key West. Island off of um, Georgia around Savannah, Georgia is really nice. Mm, I guess I just I- kept thinking about like Manhattan. I'm like, it is not well, cute. I mean, or like, Al- that's like. <laughs> Yeah. No tropicalness happening. <laughs> it's not a quiet little beach town. <laughs> no, not not relaxing. Don't do it. Not relaxing. No, but there's I would honestly, I think I think that more people need to take vacations to these little American islands that are off the coast. Yeah. Because they're kind of cool, you know? In your own little backyard. Yeah, I need to I go love to Catalina Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. You forget so- we are got so many islands. Holy yes. fuck. But here's the cool thing, even more, like, because of those islands, like, I love how they became an internationally recognized nation. 
Yeah. Like, that's really cool. So yeah, kind of dope. like how there's like Native American nations, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. So um, they, this happened on July 2nd, 2000. At the time of their declaration as a nation, they confirmed the election of their first head Pundeboti, which is the head of state, an official spoke per- spokesperson, and, oh, you'll love this term, queen mother. Oof, yes. Mm, I'm here for it. Is yeah. it starring Angela Bassett? It should Was be. She they mm-hmm. elected Queen Qu- Quiet. It's like Q-U-E-T. Queet. Queen Queet. She is a chiefess and also the head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation. Dope. Isn't that cool? Who run the world? She do. Yeah. So um, they have their own declaration. And their declaration is to preserve, protect, and promote our history, culture, language, and homeland, and to institute and demand official recognition of the governance rights necessary to accomplish our mission to take care of community through collective efforts, which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment. Mm. Um, They have their own flag. And their freaking constitution is 21 pages long. Damn. They did not come to, they came, did not come to play. They were like, no. we want to make sure all the rules are set <laughs> out so nothing crazy can happen. I want to read their constitution. I wonder what it says about guns. It is on GullahGeecheeNation.com. So you can okay. definitely check can it out there. Peruse. Yeah. Can I just move to Gullah Geechee Nation if I'm like, fuck but there, I'm still an American. You can American. move to that area, and you can be an American, but I don't know if they'd recognize you as a part of the culture. Cause you, I wonder if I'd take like a citizen test or something. I don't think so. Okay, and so <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a language. So the Gullah language began as a simplified form of communication among people of different languages, including European slave traders, slave owners, and diverse African ethnic groups. The vocabulary and grammatical roots come from European and African languages. Gullah Geechee language is the only distinctly distinctly African Creole language in the United States and has influenced traditional Southern vocabulary and speech patterns. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So it is the only African Creole language in the United States. So like um, from African words and stuff, it's like black people held onto their culture in that area and was able to infuse it with all the other cultures coming in to create this Gullah Geechee type of um, tradition. It feels like a hidden American Wakanda. I feel like you're telling me yeah. that Wakanda exists and it's in America. Just no technology. <laughs> yeah, but they got language. Yeah, they also got arts, crafts, and music, too. You want to hear about okay. that? Uh, yes, you know I love my arts, crafts, and music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the art of making casts for fishing has been passed down by enslaved Africans brought to the southeast eastern shore of the United States. Um, Gullah Geechee people continue to use the nets to harvest from the sea island waterways. But the tradition is labor intensive and artists are dwindling in numbers as younger generations have lost interest, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Probably to like their iPhones. I know, Get off I your mean, phones. I yeah. seen you at those bar mitzvahs. Get off the phones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so angry. <laughs> I know, you're still Okay, um, and then um, African textile traditions that include sewing strips of cloth into larger patterns were combined with European quilting methods and a Creole art form emerged. 
Quilts with bright colors and designs were originally made for necessity. These traditions also allowed women a time for social interaction. So a lot of a lot of the Gullah Geechee tradition is very much rooted in um, some of the African traditions that were brought over here, which yeah. I feel like is super special because um, a lot of African tradition in other parts of the world was completely lost. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know anything that's going on with like, I mean, there's some vague sense of my African tradition, but not really, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, and so I can imagine like, you know, the families that are part of this culture specifically, it's really beautiful because they're they're so close. They're closer to many of the, the men, many of us to like the, mm-hmm. the, the culture back in like the, yeah, the motherland. Yeah, this is that like was- tying us to. Our cult, like it's tying us. Like I, I think yeah. it's great for Black people to, to get involved in this, even if you aren't directly a part of the Gullah Geechee Yeah, nation. I mean, it seems like that's actually a worthwhile. Like when I, I'm gonna pack up my kids and my, you know, family, and we're taking a, we're taking a vacation to the Gullah Geechee Nation. Yes. I mean, it's first of all probably cheaper to fly there than going back to like you know Africa, West Africa or something. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I mean, I think you'd probably even. I feel like I I don't know this, but I know some people have gone back to like the motherland and had it's kind of an anticlimactic experience. I'm not saying that for everybody, but I know people who have. But yeah. They just didn't feel as like welcomed, open armed. Yeah, and I've heard that whereas too. like. Whereas, like, I feel like this, they're like, "Hey, you yeah, know, they're like, you're, I'm Black American, you're Black American, you're Black American, <laughs> and we speak this other language. Want to learn how to quilt? This is your heritage too, you know." Hmm. Um. Okay. So, African songs are the foundation for what may be referred to as Gullah music, deeply rooted in music traditions brought to the Americas by enslaved Africans. The music evolved out of the conditions of slavery to care characterize their lives the influence and evolution of musical forms that arose out of gullah music can be heard in many musical genres including um spirituals gospel music ragtime Mm. rhythm and blues soul hip-hop and jazz so basically gullah music has been that has touched everything so there it's a deep connection it's basically if you want to see the pathways between um africa to america and really kind of see the connection. It, Gullah Geechee community, na- nation, people, they're that pathway. Um, I wanted to point you to, since you were talking about visiting, um, the National Park Service. Yeah. They designated this area in um, Williamton, North Carolina. Um, there, So basically the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor um, it starts in Williamton, North Carolina, to the north, um, and then to Jacksonville, Florida, in the south. That the Congress designated that area as the Gullah Geechee area. So you can visit. There's a park. There's um, all of this different stuff that you can do. There's you know a home where it was where the first freed slaves. Um, like lived and the first schools were there. Um, it's really interesting and the pictures are fascinating. They're kind of um, missionary looking a little bit, but also mm. real swampy. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it would be a cool trip to take if you find yourself in that area. Yeah. I just, it, I, my mind is blown. It's this thing that I just did not know was there. It's mm-hmm. just right in my own backyard. That's fucking amazing. I know. <laughs> so cool so and now 
it does put like Galagala's Island into a different perspective for me, doesn't it? And <laughs> a hugely different perspective that like it was actually has like cultural significance. Yeah, like, like it's a big. It's kind of cool that they were able to create like such a like a fun children's show out of like something so deeply American and not really um talked about and i wish i would have had the context because to me what i saw and like i was just on uh, wikipedia and so this is like their first african-american like fully african-american show that they did Mm. on nickelodeon Mm -hmm. and i it it like to me it just seemed like oh they're just showing black people's like from like in that time growing up like i feel like i you were teased of like you know africanness was you were it was yeah like that african booty shit you know yeah the african booty shit and so it seemed like it was it wasn't a cool thing to be like oh i'm watching galagala's island and like but like now looking back i'm like wakanda forever so like fuck yeah galagala island (laughs) give me that they should bring galagala island back like now is the time because it would be yeah now is the time real like make it like yeah yeah and gulla don't gulla. bring no binga binga up onto this no we don't need frog. no giant yellow puppet frog i don't need him we don't give me well, nightmares that's the gullah gullah people okay gullah geechee <laughs> yeah gullah gullah is not a real is thing a TV but show. <laughs> they are real <sighs> Pop Record Panel, we have just 30 seconds to prove to Max Fund listeners that we know what the F we're talking about when it comes to pop culture. All right, you guys, let's go. Famous Chris's. Walk-in. Christofferson. Hemsworth. Karen, what's the most iconic lesbian snack? The wings at Hooters. The answer is fried green tomatoes. Margaret, what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe missing? <laughs> My interest. Winter, name someone who will EGOT in your lifetime. Ike Barinholtz. That's beautiful. Top gear or top model? Sadly, I have to say top gear. The clear answer is top chef. But top model taught us about smizing. Pop Rocket, smart takes on everything. Catch us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Galaga Island. Galaga. Oh. oh, I mean, Voter Fry. Voter Fry. You got Galaga Island stuck in my head. Mm, I mean, man. it's a catchy show. Gotta, okay. You know. Well, we teased this last week in our yes. Quizlet, and it spawned a whole new corner of its own. And so. Yes. Mikal Herrett at The Root wrote an article about that essentially that voter fraud conspiracy is real. And you're like, but mm. what? And uh-huh. in the article, he talks about different conspiracies um, and that, you know, conspiracy, America loves conspiracies from mm-hmm. emails to Benghazi to Loch Ness Monster, 9-11, Bigfoot, uh, Richard Gere and Gerbils, Tom Cruise and the lead singer of Gerbil- Matchbox 20. Oh, yeah. I mean, we do love a conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, those are more rumors, right? <laughs> that's a rumor. Yeah. Okay, the, that's okay. gossip. Oh, gossip. <laughs> well, I, America also loves some gossip, too. But I... You're right. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> the Richard Gere gerbil conspiracy. Um, so, but the uh, conspiracy, Anna, when they define conspiracy in this article, which I thought was very important to do, too. And Anna Merlin, author of Giz, uh she's an author at Gizmodo, uh-huh. and she has a book called Back conspiracies and she says that conspiracies are a belief that a small group of people is working in secret against the common good to create harm or to affect some negative change in society to seize power for themselves sounds a little Um, illuminati or to hide some like deadlier or consequential secrets and a conspiracy is when they're actually so when that's actually happening you know that that Mm -hmm. thing is actually happening Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a history of conspiracies that, and like, because I, like, you know, like, conspiracy, like, rumor is like, ooh, that might be happening. But conspiracy is like, it's actually happening. There is a group of people who are actually right. doing it, you know? Like, this Hence is the actually happening. At the yeah. end of conspiracy theory. Theory, right. Which the theory is like, oh, I think this is happening, but I'm a regular. Proposing. I'm proposing, but a regular conspiracy is like, no, this shit is happening. That's all happening. Right? It's yeah. happening. Um, so there's conspiracies have been, uh, there's been conspiracies affecting African Americans in the US. It's a time as old as baseball. They like, there's no. just conspiracies have been happening towards African Americans for a long time. And before you can eye roll that you're like, oh, I don't think they're really happening, correct your gaze because let me remind mm-hmm. you the mm-hmm. Tuskegee syphilis study, which we talked That's about a here. Conspiracy. Which happened? Which happened? And just a refresher, I know that we talked about you've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, that happened 45 years ago. It was from 1932 to 72, and mm-hmm. medical workers were working with the U.S. Public Health Service, and they were withholding treatment for non-consent, non-consenting, unsuspecting black men infected with syphilis. Uh, there was like 600 men involved. 399 had syphilis. 201 didn't. And a cure for syphilis happened around like 1941 penicillin, and they never gave the men the treatment. They just wanted to see what would happen to their bodies and how syphilis would affect their bodies and ravage their bodies, right? Which is like, and what then, the fuck? And then dissect their bodies when they were dead. So, and the generational ramifications from that is like insane. And they've been working to get the huge because the amount of people that then got affected with syphilis or then were or 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 born like through through a mother who had syphilis, just like generations infected, and and they were doing some reparations, but not enough. Mm-mm-mm. And then there's a dark spot on American history. And North Carolina, and then another uh, conspiracy that happened: North Carolina forcibly sterilized thousands of poor black women from 1929 mm-hmm. to 1974. Um, Jesus, essentially, and like some women were as young as 14. They were doing it to women who they, they labeled as you know poor, uneducated, who maybe some they felt they had too many uh, children. And Ridiculous. yeah, like they're forcing them into sterilization. And this is how important the Supreme Court is, because in 1927, they upheld a forced sterilization law for the supposed good of society. And Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote, it mm-hmm. is a better world for it is a it is. It is better for all the world if instead of waiting to execute degenerate offspring for crime or to let them starve for their imbecility, society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. Oh my god! This is happening in the U.S. Disgusting. And in fact, Hitler was inspired by this essentially eugenics that the U.S. was doing. it is eugenics. This is where he, this is where he got the idea from. Cool. So, from the U.S. Thanks, America. Yeah. Uh, and after Jim Crow laws uh, had were ended and blacks were then integrated into welfare, it became uh, less about eugenics and actually just them trying to save money. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's done. another conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the East St. Louis Army test that in the 1950s and a decade later, the Army used uh, motorized blowers atop low-income housing and high-rises at schools. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and uh, they also had from the backs of station wagons. They were essentially sending out potentially dangerous compounds into the air. And it was essentially they were testing the effects of this powder. They were saying like, oh, we're trying to see if it's going to be like, what if Russia tries to attack us? This is the middle of the Cold War. And we want to see full like w- what will happen. They're essentially testing these like chemicals. Oh my God. It was a zinc, cadmium sulfide and fine fluorescent powder. And one of the women, she remembers being outside playing and just getting like this dust blown all over oh her from God. these airplanes. And she said that she was born in one of these buildings and that her dad died shortly after she was born from like cancer. Four of her 11 siblings died very young from cancer. Oh and they're working towards reparations for this, but they're very, they're hesitant to try to give full on reparations because they're like, it's a slippery slope to slavery reparations. Oh, well that, I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, you oh us. Yeah, I don't you know what I don't know. What yeah. is wrong with that? And also mm. like you wonder where like conspiracy theories like chemtrails come from when shit like that was actually happening. It actually did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually fucking happened. They were testing it. And in, in, in this in this predominantly black town part of the city Ugh, and neighborhood. Not surprised. So and then you have to look at different things that are probably happening right now, just like you know, the Flint water situation right. just like these are conspiracies and like, but, and I, I'm, this is helping me to understand that conspiracy doesn't, I hear conspiracy and it seems like, oh, that's made up. Yeah, but, but like, no. no, the real idea of a conspiracy is that like, it is a real thing that's happening and it's groups, it's a powerful group of people. Yeah. Conspiring. And, uh, conspiring. Yeah. Conspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is actually a nationwide conspiracy to steal votes. So there's a history of conspiracies. Yes. So we just proved it that conspiracies to affect black people, it's a real thing that happens in this nation. It exists. By people at the top. Yes. It exists. And uh, there is a nationwide conspiracy to steal votes that involves undermining election laws. Mm. And But it's not the one that everyone's trying to talk about that, you know, uh, President Tw- Twitter Fingers has been spouting about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it in and so it's not it, voter fraud is so voter fraud itself is not a significant problem. Like there's been countless people who've looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um it just isn't a real thing. You're more likely to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> in the last election, they looked at it. That's what one of the that's what one oh of the findings God. said. He's like, you're more likely to be abducted by aliens than like, you know, uh than jury fraud really ha- not jury fraud, uh, voter fraud happening. And they looked at in the 2016, there were just four cases in the last election of voter fraud. Oh of someone voting either illegally or like using a, you know someone who is dead, all those sort of things that they say are happening. They're not. And in fact, uh, Cittolini, he his first order, he had an executive order of the Advisory Commission on Elections, and they spent hundreds and thousands of our American tax dollars to look into it, and they found no evidence. Mm. No evidence. Mm. The fraud is coming from inside the house, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside job. Oh, so... Uh, examples of the conspiracy, essentially, of, of, of making it so black people can't vote. It's a conspiracy. The fraud yeah. is happening from inside the house yes. to make it so that we can't vote. So a recent report by the Bree Brennan Center for Justice revealed that between 2006 and 2008, jurisdictions purged about 6.2% of voters from their list of people eligible to cast a vote. And between 2014 and 2016, that number more than doubled to 15%. Mm. And 30 states still use voter purging, which affects non-whites the most. What the hell? So, Where are these states? Do you know which states they are? 
I, I don't know, oh, okay. but definitely it's a good thing to look and like see if your state is participating in um, right. voter purging. And what we all need to do is why we're talking. I'm really excited to talk. Not well, why we have to talk about this is that like so many people then try to go and vote and they don't realize that they've been purged. Uh, and so geez. make sure to talk to everyone in your family and friends and make sure that they need to d- check. I forget the website. You can Google it and check to make sure that you are registered to vote and make sure they did not purge you for whatever bullshitty do reason it. that they Yes, it's so important. So Shelby v. Holder was a ruling uh, that eliminated provisions in the Voting Rights Act that required federal preclearance of changing uh, of changes to voting laws. So then, once that happened, that's when states started rushing to enact essentially their draconian voter identification laws. So there weren't voter identification laws until Shelby v. Holder got passed, and then all these states started running in to essentially dismantle the Voting Rights Act that happened. Mm. And prior to 2016 election, Florida and North Carolina had attempted to shorten the time periods for early voting in counties that were heavily black. And there was even a Republican memo that was like heralded around the African-American voting was down Mm. due to the eliminate eliminating early voting because a lot Ugh. of you know black people black people who are the working class yes. i want to point the fucking thing out yes. okay we're always talking like uh, blacks and latin black people and latinos we are the working class yes. like that we are the ones in there so we don't tend to have jobs sometimes that will allow us to really have the flexibility to go out and vote so right. they participate in early voting and so that's why republicans have been working to dismantle early voting and it's affecting that's disgusting yeah Wisconsin cut its early voting hours and Ohio also did the same as well as eliminating same day voter registration. So again, who gets affected by this POC and liberal leaning voters? um, Because we, you know, and again, when we come out in numbers, when the more voter turnout, and it's just the majority of American is more so uh, liberal leaning. Like mm-hmm. they believe, like even real, real Republicans also believe in a lot of the same things in terms of like gun control and a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, and 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 so there, a lot of these are actually nonpartisan issues. Mm. North Carolina, North Carolina is just we've been talking about them a lot. I know um, they it's might have the Gullah Gullah people. I know. Gullah I, I know. <laughs> Gullah Geechee people get out and vote. Yes. Gullah Geechee rock the vote. Rock the vote, Also, I hope that your homes are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, North Carolina cut early voting in a number of its counties with large black Jeez, communities. Like, Shocker. what the hell? That is so shady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this also happened in North Carolina. Uh-oh. They uh, had a campaign that allegedly sent, uh, I think this was in the last election, 81,000 postcards threatening voters Whoa. in 81 predominantly black districts oh my God. with five years in prison if anything on their voter registration was incorrect. What? That's fraud. And you already know that black people are overly represented in, you know, uh, the prisons. And I think mm-hmm. it was like, it, it, and, and some of them like were afraid they'd be thrown back into prison. It was just like a lot of misinformation that this was they, they sent out. racism. Yeah. Um, and so that's the thing. It's like, this is a giant conspiracy to yes. suppress black voters. Oh my God, I and can't even. It's like so obvious. 
Right. Like it's happening. Mm-hmm. And voter ID laws, uh, voter ID laws in Texas and North Carolina have been trying to be passed to discriminate specifically on blacks and Latinos. But Wisconsin, they haven't. So they, I think they've tried like four to five different times. They keep trying to push these things through, which is why like every election matters because just because you stop a bill once or you stop an electorate once doesn't they'll be back again. Right. They are a machine. Wisconsin. Oh man. Now we're moving to a different part. Wisconsin succeeded in passing uh, their voter ID laws, Jeez. which um, then get surprised. Black turnout fell sharply. Yeah. Oh my yep. god. It's like all of these tactics. We got to fight against these tactics. If you are in yeah. any of these states, you got to really keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I made sure to message my, my, everyone in my family was like, make sure you are registered to vote. You, if you think that you are, double check, like make sure that you are. And honestly, like now's the time because some states, like, um, they start closing the gap of you being able to register to vote and be able to participate in the election. Sometimes it's, it's out, in some states, it can be six weeks out. So some of, if you're not already registered to vote, you're already out for Ugh. this 2016 election. So, That's, um, talk to everybody. So in 2016, 9% of black voters were told that they lacked proper identification to vote versus just 3% of white voters. Mm-hmm. Can Twice you repeat that, blo- stat, that stat one more time just so it can really resonate? People can really... 9% of black voters were told that they lacked proper identification to vote versus just 3% of white voters. And why so is that? Like, what? Why is ugh. that? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. What's happening at those polling stations? Mm-hmm. What that's, I mean, that, like, that you said this, I mean, that's just straight up racism. Yeah. Like, why are people just... being turned away? Like, what is going on? Twice as many black voters, 10%, than white voters that, who are at 5% were incorrectly told that their names had been purged from voter rolls. Incorrectly told. Yeah. Incorrectly told. That's what the article is citing. This is disgusting. And in 2014, Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp, who is now the Republican candidate for governor, he said this. I'm going to this is so this is like you said, like it's a it's a they're they're clear. They're they're so tactful in what it is that they're doing. And I don't yeah. think that we realize this. And and I'm going to sidetrack here a little bit. But Michael Moore, he has a new documentary out called uh, Fahrenheit 11.9. It's yeah. out. No one. It's not doing well at the box office, but this is apparently his best documentary that he's done. One of his best. Like, apparently it's like really, really great. Oh, wow. And um, so we definitely should go out there and support it. But he said that he had, was actually trying to get Steve Bannon in the documentary. He's going oh. to interview Steve Bannon. Uh-huh. And Steve Bannon first did a preliminary interview with him just to see if it was going to be the right thing for him to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he said to Steve, he's like, I'm not recording any of this, just putting this all out there. I'm, I'm like not recording anything, but he's now talking about it. Like, uh, you know, not, he didn't say he would ever talk about it. Yeah. And this is what he said when, this is what Steve Bannon said. Steve Bannon said, this is the problem with the liberals, is that you guys are in a pillow fight and we're at war. You guys are bringing pillows to a war. Oh, my God. And that's how they view it. They're already at war. Tactical. Mm -hmm. Isn't that insane? bananas they're already there and so then and then so when uh michael moore was going back and doing his documentary edit Mm -hmm. he would realize he he put his pillow fight filter on and so he was like are we are we pillow fighting right here in any of these moments or scenes because there was a moment when he had made a comment of um most networks are led by white men Mm. and he was like whoa why am i pillow fighting here no the statement is 
all networks are led yeah, by say white the real men. thing. Don't but, soften it. Exactly. But we tend to do that on the liberal side because yeah. we want to make sure that we we're saying the right thing. We don't want to offend or hurt people or whatever. And they don't care no, about that. And it fuck. is working and it is winning. Yeah. So, and this is what that uh, Brian Kemp, the Republican candidate for governor, is what he just said. I said, I just wanted to tell you real quick after we get through this runoff, you know, the Democrats are working hard and all these stories about them, you know, registering all these minority voters that are out there and others that are sitting on the sidelines. If they can do that, they can win these elections in, in November. Mm-hmm. That I mean, yeah, good. We need to win the elections in November. Right, but he's saying that like it's a it's a bad. He's saying they're registering all these minority voters, which and he's is like, like saying I know, which is totally which goes and proves that that there is motive behind the conspiracy of voter fraud. Yep, yeah, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. It's happening, and so there is. It's not the way that it's been touted by 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 Breitbart, which I mean, and it makes sense. Like the stuff that Breitbart is spewing, they know that they're spewing lies, but yes. they're. A, it's a propaganda now. It's now tactical. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense. They're a propaganda machine because they're at war, and I Ugh. just didn't realize it. I we know. didn't. They're at war because for them, to them, equality means the death for them, and so they're for them fighting for their lives. So, I. Uh, it's election time, baby, and we're recording this right now on National Register to Vote Day, I believe it is. So, yeah. but you'll hear this afterwards. But still, you um, can still register to vote and make sure that you know. I think, like, I mean, just think, think about it. if we everybody got at least five people to register to vote and made sure those five people went to go and vote who weren't already registered. You know, that's a huge that's a huge thing right there. Yeah. Make sure you are all up and running. Registered. Everything is registered. Everything is correct. And then just go out there. You do your civic duty. It I mean, it's necessary. Of all elections, this one is super crucial. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Rock no. the vote. <laughs> And okay. Yeah. I forgot to tell you something. Oh, what did you forget? It was just the other point about CBS that I had. Now that Les Moonves is out, yeah. I think CBS might get... I think... You think about... You, CBS is a very, very white network, visually, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and who's been in charge of that for all this time? Oh, yeah. So, I wonder. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see that man go, even more so, you know? Maybe like they need a Teen Vogue makeover. They... You know what? <laughs> How apropos. They need a teen, CBS needs a teen Vogue makeover. You ain't never lied in that game. Uh, that's so good. You're right. Uh, and okay, we had a, uh, one of our corner kids wrote in, we got involved in the conversation and they sent oh, us nice. an old, they sent us an old school email. I love it. Tell me about it. Well, we had mentioned that Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller were taken out of the history books in Texas, and yeah. Liz B chimed in, and I thought I really liked the response, and I think it made a lot of sense, that mm-hmm. Liz B said, I think the reason Texas is taking Helen Keller off the history books is because she became an outspoken member of the Socialist Party when she grew mm. up, in 
and also had ties to the industrial workers of the world. Interesting. She campaigned for women's suffrage, Hell labor yeah. rights, yes. socialism, uh-huh. anti-militarism, oh, and damn. other similar causes as well, because she's your worst nightmare if you're a far-right Texan. And then Lisby mm. also said, I love you guys. Thank you for your insights and personality you bring to the news and pop culture discussion." Well, thanks, Lisby. I think that that's awesome that you were able to bring us some extra history on Helen Keller. I did and not know all that stuff about Helen neither Keller. Neither did I. It sounds like she would fit in right here on Minority Corner. Yes, Helen Keller. If only we had, we're, we were just, you know, ships passing in the night. Not really. I know. <laughs> I mean, none of those things she mentioned were race related. But let's just hope. Well, let's you know what? Helen Keller didn't see race. Wasn't she? I mean, she was blind and she was see? deaf. But so still, she that didn't, she didn't that know that there was a race. Although Stevie Wonder knows he's black. Yeah. So he, it, funny anecdote about Stevie Wonder. He thought 98 Degrees was black. I don't know about that. He did a that. duet song. No, he said. Well, Nick Lachey said that on Love Line. When of I, course, why, Nick Lachey is promoting those facts. And when they did the song for uh, Mulan. Yeah, uh, I don't be true know. to your heart. I don't know <laughs> they did about a duet. that because okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> why would People... he lie? And Stevie Wonder would be able to. Well, there wasn't the Twitter, so he wouldn't be able to recant it so fast. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, and he probably I wasn't watching hear, Love Line. I'd rather hear it from Stevie Wonder Stevie than Wonder. Nick Lachey because we'll I mean, it. <laughs> also, I feel like that might be a little insulting to people with seeing disabilities. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on, you can what? tell. Well, okay, but let's say he did see say it. Like he meant the sound of their voices. They sounded like yeah, black if guys. I will believe Stevie Wonder over Nick Lachey. <laughs> okay, well we'll put a pin in that and circle back. <laughs> uh, but kudos to Helen Geller. You were doing so many things, and you know what? This helps. To, I have a retraction as well because I know in one of our earlier episodes, Baby James, who didn't really know a lot of things. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this, but I. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I I didn't really know anything about Helen Keller. Apparently she wrote, you broke the news to me that she wrote a play and I said, and I quote, Wait. it must have been terrible. No, and my God. I know, Ouch. And you, and you were like, no, it was really good. And that was the point that she wrote a really good play. I don't oh. know. I didn't know. Well, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad that you're taking your retraction back. Yeah, Liz B, keeping me 100. Look at all these things she's doing. She was an amazing woman. She did a lot. She was also, like, clearly an activist, you know? I I knew that she was an activist. I just didn't know in what way she was an activist. And I knew that she also went in, like, social circles and did a lot of stuff, so... Yeah, more respect needs to be given to Helen Keller. That's for damn right. sure. Yeah, so you know it doesn't need to be happening. Not her being taken out of the history books. That's for yeah, fucking Jordan. Put her the back hell? in the te- put her back put her back in the book. Yeah, my God. Oh man. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, Back on that it. note, uh, we, we got we got in real deep about Helen Keller just I mean, now. You know what? It's that's kudos to Helen Keller. That's at least her third time making it onto the show. Yeah, hell yeah, she needs to come yeah. back again. Maybe we need to do Hel- a little segment Hel- on Helen Keller. Hal Keller, yeah, is that okay. a thing? That's a stretch. Well, Heller, yeah, Hal <laughs> Keller, yeah. That's what the kids are going to be saying. You'll see. Okay. Hashtag Hal right. Keller, yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, I'm trendy. Well, where can you find us? Oh, Aneke, there are so many places that you can find us. My address is... No, uh, my God. F- oh. <laughs> um, no, you can find us on the Twitters. We're yes. at Minority Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we are there. We Spelled are with also- a K. Spot with a K? Don't forget the K. 
if you tweet at the C person, we don't know who they are, so they we might don't. not. Don't do you it. like if you tell them about Helen Keller, they might not know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. be you've been warned. And we're also on the Facebooks. Yes, we are Minority Corner with a K. We have our Facebook page, and we also have the Corner Kids Playground where people are posting and sharing things. A great community and conversation that's happening there. And you can also send us an email, just like Liz B did, and send uh, to at Minority Corner, also spelled with a K, at gmail.com, because the C was taken. Yes. And uh, also, write write a review on iTunes. It helps people to find us. We have 150. uh, We're at five stars, which is thank thank you you all so much. really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we haven't had, you could be the first review of September. We've not had a review for September. We would love it because the last I think it was a bot I've already reported this but the last one just says one star annoying ads and then just uh, says title on it no ads yeah, there's no ads on this show so get out of here bugaboo <laughs> you bugging what you bugging who you bugging us and don't you see it's not cool oh my god like how I just <laughs> quoted Destiny's Child right there I love so, it you uh, just slipped it right in it's the it's the latest review so please someone write another review so it's not the latest one that's just hanging out there that'd be awesome that'd be great yeah. Well, this has oh. been a great episode, James. I'm glad to record a- with you. Oh, I am always so glad to make your acquaintance, my lady love. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Have a great rest of your week to everybody. And also thank you to Woody for doing our wonderful editing and, and to Brown, Brown out, out for our music. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And a big thank you to all of you new and old listeners. Thank you for listening to Minority Corner. Because together, we're, we're the, the majority. majority. Love y'all. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.